I'm Connor Mortel, and I never listen to None Taken. First of all, I've got the Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace song in my head, and I haven't heard the commercial in a long time, and it's just like, Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. That's what they're called, earworms, man. Yeah. These things happen. So, okay, my question is, um, so it's it's Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein, right? Right. Like the monster's name is in Frankenstein, right? He didn't be like, "Hey, you're Frankenstein." Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he's from Brooklyn, right? Wait, don't they call it Frankenstein though? But no, I think you're right. But it's Frankenstein's right. monster. The, the doctor, it was Doctor Frankenstein. So right. the monster, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. But yeah. the monster is not named Frankenstein. Right. Okay. So is it the bride of Frankenstein's monster, or is it the bride of Frankenstein? Like, did he build a dead oh. girl to fuck? Or did like, he build a companion like, you know, our Lord and Savior? <laughs> like, did he take a rib out of, like, Frankenstein's rib? Or was this, like, you know, was he building, like, you know, like a real doll, but in, like, the 1800s or whenever this was written? I, I like I like that option, like but I don't think, I think it's, you know, the former option is probably more likely. I don't know how I feel about you liking that option, Alex. <laughs> what? I can't be pro sex doll on the show. Yeah, I sound like you're a pro necrophilia, but that's right, the right. useful idiot territory. That's Katie Eastman. Yeah. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ha, see, <laughs> this is the Friday show. I'll talk over. I don't care. Right. Well, you want to start a show? Fuck did I put this intro, Alan? Start a show. That podcast fair. is still in this intro. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to Nomstakeums Headlines Edition. We're your antidote to cable news. All week, every week, Alan's rounding up them headlines, and he brings them here to me every week, and we talk them at you. This is where I say we're the antidote to cable news. You get it. Anecdote to cable news. That's it. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. We are here with no personal life, but plenty of news and comments. So thank you for joining us. Alan, what do you anticipate to be doing between now and Friday when we really release this? Uh, watching coverage of Ukraine being invaded. No, 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 no. no. That's no, no, no. Stop it. That's too oh. soon. Jesus Christ. Okay. Stop being funny immediately. Can you believe we're holding joint military exercises? Like, like, just like, first of all, why are you scheduling that for when Mercury's in Gatorade? Like, <laughs> fucking, like it is right now. It's in Gatorade till like the middle of February. It's bad timing. Just, like, where are their astrologist advisors? Like, you don't have to. I know it's not like throat goat Reagan where she had like an astrologist in the White House. But like this, like it's. Just maybe don't like if people are like, hey, tends to be like misunderstandings get magnified in this time period. Like, uh. I just like that you call her the throat goat. Yeah. What's her name? Nancy. 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 Yeah. I always get Nancy with the smiling face, but that's Nancy Sinatra. Right there. She's in some some rap lyrics somewhere, but not that one. Not that Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Oh, hi. We're here for a show. Alan. Hey, what is up? You have uh, world news to get to. Do you want to start it? What is up? We do. We have headlines. We're going to start with the U.S. and world and 
Ukraine is like I, I put all the headlines together yeah. that were about Ukraine. It's yeah. like a fucking paragraph long. Do you want to like um, just tag in and out on this? That's yeah, a lot to yeah. Read. That's a lot for one person to read. <laughs> it's a lot. So first of all, we had our Secretary of State, Abe Lincoln. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln. Did you say Abe Lincoln? No, I say Abe Lincoln. I said, hey, Blinken. Hey, Anthony Blinken. Oh. Um, he met with his Russian counterpart in Geneva last week, noting oh, no major breakthroughs. Wait, wait, wait. Is it oh, Jay yeah. Davis? His counterpart? Yeah. No. Oh, that's no. too bad. J-A-Y Davis would be a pretty good name for Abe Lincoln's <laughs> counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I see where you went. Uh, no, it's Sir, Sergey Lavrov. I'm um, still laughing at myself on this, Alan. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, why do I know Sergey Lavrov's name? Like, He's been around forever. He uh, has given many speeches at the UN, et cetera. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so they noted no major breakthroughs, but a clear path to understanding amid concerns of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Meanwhile, the U.S. approved the transfer of certain U.S.-made arms from Baltic NATO nations to Ukraine. For the most part, these are arms sales that had already been approved in before any of this happened. Um, but we are we are saying that more aid and more weapons, etc. And these are weapons, right? Not like mannequin arms. These are weapons. Okay, yes. just checking it, maybe, you know. Hello from Kiev, Ukraine. Right where I'm standing is where Ukrainian protesters toppled their pro-Russian government eight years ago. So here's a little uh, pulse on what's going on, according to the Washington Post, in mm-hmm. Ukraine. And this is maybe a day old. Yeah, it's a day old now. So I, I don't know. Here's like a boots on the ground sort of. Yeah, uh, a mood check here. Mood check. Vibe check. What followed that revolution was Russia's invasion and illegal annexation of the Crimean Peninsula and also a long, bloody conflict that is still going on today. More than 100,000 Russian troops are positioned around Ukraine's borders. U.S. officials say that an attack could come at any moment. When I visited Kiev last month, I would have said the mood was pretty chill. Now you're starting to hear about more people making evacuation plans if Russia really does invade. It does seem like the mood has gotten slightly more tense here with the news that the British and U.S. embassies are withdrawing their non-essential staff. The Kremlin says that it has no intention of attacking or invading Ukraine, but the Kremlin is also saying that NATO's continued cooperation with Ukraine is a security threat. And it's not Russia threatening anyone, it's the other way around. The State Department ordered the families of U.S. embassy staff to leave the Ukraine amid ongoing tensions over a possible Russian invasion. Non-essential embassy staff were also permitted to leave. Meanwhile, NATO bolstered its deference, excuse me, deterrence in Eastern Europe with more ships and fighter jets. Um, deterrence is like a military word and not like don't toss it around lightly. Like it's what you're doing to signal to the other side not to advance. That's right. And, and by the way, so the Ukraine uh, wasn't all that happy with the U.S.'s decision to pull. The Ukraine. Not- non-essential embassy staff because it's sort of like signal seating yeah yeah it's signal signaling and conceding a bit maybe we didn't I mean, we had another afghanistan yeah we had we had biden kind of flubbing I mean, they uh, could have wait, okay so what are we not supposed to do it right and what uh drone bomb a truck full of children i mean that's what happens when we don't do it right so let's do it right yeah it was, it's just the optics of it they didn't like um biden had a bit of a flub last week where he said that you know the american response would depend on the severity of the invasion by russia like if it was just a minor incursion maybe the response oh, just would a minor be different. incursion which remember uh, when hitler minorly like, incurred into poland yeah remember that yeah i feel like 
I don't want to say he said I say the quiet part out loud again, but like he he's probably saying like that's reality. Like that's like not he's probably going to he do it. Yeah. No, you don't because you've basically. I mean, wait, how else would he also said Mother Russia in that interview? Like, how else is Russia going to hear that? Like, okay, well, you basically all but gave us a green light that gave we us can. Permission. Yeah, I mean, right. so you don't disagree, right? Right. You don't disagree. No. Shit, I thought there'd be some pushback there. I thought <laughs> I, I was being... I like, yeah. No, I don't... Because I'm also, Chicken Little. Also, no, uh, who says this guy's falling? Chicken Little or Pollyanna? Chicken Little. Okay. Yeah, Chicken Little, yeah. But I also think that that's practical. I mean, he shouldn't have yeah, said not it out saying loud. It. Saying it's not practical. No, no. Thinking it and maybe that, that's yeah. your strategy is practical, but saying it's not. I, I, uh, I don't yet feel this way. And in fact, I don't think I ever will because the former uh, just decided to up and kill an Iranian general right before the pandemic. We forgot about it. But uh, Iran didn't forget. Iran didn't. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, a, lo- a lot of people have been saying perhaps we'd be in a better situation under the former guy than this. I disagree with that. I Okay, I do too. Because you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Russia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't. No, I mean, if you think what Biden said was a flub, imagine what the former guy might have said on on live hmm. Mike. Um, no, I, I, yeah. d- international diplomacy was not his strong suit by any means. Um, so, yeah, but no, it would be I, interesting I, to see how this wor- worked with Russia. I feel like it. It perhaps I, I. I actually do feel like we. He would be more inclined to give them what they're asking for in ways that we can live with, rather than go to war. But that well, was more about him being in their pocket, right? Yeah, and also just his sense of, um, he he. I think if he had his way, he would just rather not deal with the rest of the planet at all and just yeah, close America right. off and just do our own thing. So right? sometimes, so that, eventually, he just gets to the point where he's kind of done with dealing with it. Yeah, and like that, you guys do what you do. We'll be fine are, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's interesting. So. The U.S. also came out uh, this week saying that they um, believe that uh, Russia was potentially um, thinking about uh, using a false flag operation as a, a reason to enter the Ukraine. Britain coming out and saying that. About, so all of a sudden, those are real, right? Well, but it seems it, see, it feels like what they're, they're trying to preempt what they assume his moves are going to be. Um, it, we mentioned in the uh, the Wednesday hey, show. You better be right, right? Like you can't come out and like say that and then not have any way to prove it because the result of people not believing your speculation is lack of credibility. Right. But if it doesn't happen, then you can always point to it and say it didn't happen. Cause we like said, you know, sure. came out. Yeah. They caught the shoe bomber too. Right. <laughs> um, so also the, the U S has been working uh, with middle Eastern allies, friends, et cetera, to try and secure uh, energy uh, natural gas, et cetera, for Europe, because they're aware that it's, it's entirely possible that Putin could just turn off the, uh, the spigot there of those pipelines. Well, like that- I said, we buy oil from them too, and we already have inflation. So politically it's not expedient to cut off, have our oil supply from them cut off. We may not get to choose to because they have access to our infrastructure, so they can just turn it all off. Well, but they rely on, on that. Um, sure. For now, in- but yes, yeah. They rely on that income for their economy. That's true. So oh, yeah. yeah lose- they have an economy about the size of Italy's. It's not yeah. large. So losing all that income from, from uh, selling energy to the rest of the world would be pretty catastrophic for the Russian economy. 
Yeah, they wouldn't be able to sustain um, like what we did in Iraq for 20 years with what like they're, you know, yeah, they have a strong military, but they wouldn't be able to to, to sustain an occupation of of Ukraine. But they don't have to because if you listen to our Wednesday show, they have other avenues to sort of induce those changes within the government, uh, stoke revolutions. I mean, that's what happened with Crimea is they had internal revolutions. They're already doing separatists. it right now. Yeah, they're already doing it right now. Uh, they're recognizing two separatist groups within Ukraine and identifying those as um, like sovereign countries or they're considering it. There's a vote with for that in the uh, <laughs> Reichstag. <laughs> What's it called? Um <laughs> The Dymo. No, not, I don't know. Yeah, I forget. It's got a name. It's not the Kremlin. Yeah. The um. So so I mean, they're making the pretense for war by saying, okay, well, we recognize that as an independent country. Those people identify themselves as Russians. They want us there. We're being invited. Oh, we're just in your country as guests. Just like those guys that walked into the Capitol, Alan. <laughs> they were on a tour. They've also they've also moved some some boats and ships around. Uh, with yeah, additional and they went trips. through the English Channel rather than around and up into the North Sea, which means they brought destroyers and that's going to cross paths with where we're holding our military exercise in the middle of the Mediterranean which it's just the Ukraine east side of the Mediterranean you got to come into the Mediterranean from the west those ships are coming in through the west we're holding our military exercise in the center of the Mediterranean yeah and it's an a, we could cancel it like we don't have to show them I'm sure they won't use it as a pretense to be like oh sorry I thought that was coming right for us Definitely uh, could be some sticky situations upcoming. Or it makes the more bellicose people in Washington, uh, uh, gives us them an opportunity for a Gulf of Tonkin, or perhaps I'm being a little alarmist. We could just say the main or like, oh, maybe I'm just, you know, pulling shit out of my ass because it's never been lied to us before about any of these we find out later. The U.S. placed 8,500 troops on heightened alert for possible deployment to Eastern Europe. As part Lusitania, of the that was the other one. Sorry. As part of the NATO response force. In Pearl Harbor. Amid, amid concerns of a possible Russian invasion of Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukrainian leadership urged calm today, saying oh, and Iraq is not imminent. Iraq, too, I mean. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, strangely, the Ukrainian leadership seems to, I mean, obviously they have reason to do so, but they're projecting this sort of like, eh, nothing happening here, really, nothing to see. It's going to be fine. Um, I they also know, shouldn't it's... have been in Korea. That was just an extension of not resolving things from World War II. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> I just can't think of a war that we've been in in this century or the one prior where it wasn't stoked by false media narratives put out by the fucking government and i'm not these are not conspiracies this is like that's true like everything i said but with the exception of like pearl harbor maybe afghanistan not. okay well, excuse harbor, me no. the lusitania the uh, the main and uh what did i say what was the other one the gulf of tomkin tomkin <laughs> gulf of tonkin yeah call me out on um, this shit no i <laughs> This, this so, is my I, like corner of the court. Like I, I've got this. That's not a phrase, by the way, but it sounds good. All right, well, I heard I do, you. You I, did wait, say more. Headline. I do feel like I do feel like this is is really resting on a knife's edge right now. Uh, okay, uh, uh, and could go either way. And as much as we kind of made a little bit of light of it, this is a very serious situation. This could be um, potentially like the most fighting we've seen in Europe since World War II. Um, and you know, we know what that. I means. I mean, these troop movements and, already are. Yeah, um, but 
casualties, civilian casualties, destruction. Like it's it's not it's not good. Um, it 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 doesn't look promising that they're going to find a diplomatic uh, exit to this anytime soon. I so. hold out to my optimistic outlook. My in the best case scenario, I think that. Putin, as we know, is a judo master. He uses people's strengths uh, and finds a way to make them their weaknesses. And he's testing our alliances and making them, uh, showing us how perilous situation we're in, based off of not even invading yet. So, well, some of our good, allies in like... a good case, in a good case scenario, he that this this is him coming away from war by saying the West is united against me or the West is fractured. Either of those narratives work for him or going to war. And all, all, all of those are bad. Like this is lose. Everyone loses. Yeah. Some of the sanctions that have been proposed by the U S include things like preventing, uh, them from importing things like, uh, chips, uh, silicone, um, Frito? technology, no, oh. no, like, like computer chips. Yeah. Um, other things that would cripple their economy, sanctioning uh, Putin himself, uh, freezing his assets, etc. Um, and we've there's been some reluctance, I think, from some of our European allies just because of how dependent they are on Russia for energy. It'd be really uh, cool it, if the former president didn't like let our nuclear treaties lapse. That would have been cool. Because right now, like all of those things are negotiable and like you can walk away from the table as a form of negotiation until you're like, yeah, but do we want to just make this person be mad, angry and feel desperate? Because I think that's a lot of what this person's showing is, you know, they, they are, they are leveraging the situation. Uh, however, you know, I'm, I'm not an apologist for him, but when NATO's a thing and you're the other side of a multinational agreement, where they have united troop movements and weapons being exchanged between countries, well, maybe you should do the same thing with ones on your periphery like Belarus. And, well, I guess I need one more big one next to the Mediterranean. Sure, it would be great if Ukraine was back in the gang again. Like, I don't think he's right to do that. The people in Ukraine chose to leave when the USSR was dissolved. They voted on it. They agreed not mm -hmm. to. It was That's an true. option. And that, you know, they... But but it's he he's not he's he's not wrong when he says, look, you're putting all these weapons on my border. I demand you to move them. And the fear is if we do that, what does he do? And, you know, I, I, I think you got to go back to game theory and not in a full way, but in some small way. See if he can be a trusted actor and then you can start having a conversation. You have to give in some way, giver's gain. It's this outlook on life that people just forget in these moments. Like, like you, you gain so much more by finding a way to give that you can tolerate. I'm not saying take away everything that he's asking for, promise that Ukraine and Georgia will never be in NATO. You, you know, you have to come across saying that they're, they have their choice of their own destiny. We can't say no because that takes away their choice. But I can give you in some way. And we're just refusing to do that. And Well, I think it's really hard, given Putin's track record, to to even consider him as a trusted actor. I, I, I understand know. what you're saying as game theory, but that's that's really that's that's a tough place to get to. Well, like, you know what? Then don't be fucking president. Like <laughs> I don't want to make this call either. That's why I say let's have a right. good one in there. And the last time well, I had to choose between a crazy person and an old senile man. Well, I mean, but that's what diplomacy is for, right? Is, yes. So, so the, the diplomats can attempt to view him that's as a trusted true. actor. The politicians don't have to. That's that's the, not their job. Um, so, I, I mean, 
as I said, I, I really think this is we're, we're this is a fulcrum here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we could be on the show next week talking about an invasion. We could be on the show next week talking about pulling back from the brink. I I really have no idea. Yeah. If we recorded on the weekends, and meaning mm-hmm. that last week's show was recorded on like a Saturday, we would have came here and said, "Look, sound, looks like negotiations are going well." Uh, sorry, guys that wanted war, uh, it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, these things... Well, just to be clear, I don't want war, and I don't think you do either. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Did we talk enough about Ukraine there? Yeah. I think so. Moving on. To, oh, it's my uh, turn. I think it's... The UN condemned an airstrike on a Houthi rebel prison in Yemen that killed over 70 people. The Saudi-led military coalition supporting Yemen's government denied responsibility, but was widely reported as responsible. So... Um, these, these, I think it's really important whenever they, you see these headlines, it almost feels like there has to be like a paragraph saying, okay, the Houthi rebels, they're the bad guys because the Saudis are fighting them and we're supporting the Saudis, but the Houthis are the people that as the people of Ukraine, of Ukraine, as the people of Yemen became pissed off at the installed Saudi installed government government. Yeah the people rose up and created a rebellion. Those people now have control of the country because that party, that, that family and the political party left to Riyadh and have been living in the Marriott there. And, and now they're the bad guys though. Yeah. Because they're backed by Iran. Right. Um, yeah, it's, this is a shitty situation. Um, by the way, that, that 70 people seems probably like a low estimate. There's as of, what does it say here? Um, they were still pulling bodies out like hours after the strike and they think it might be actually upwards of 200 casualties. Um, it's, and, and a lot of people escaped. Sure. And, and again, this is, we, we have backed the Saudis in this war. We have provided them with arms. Um, we've, we've somewhat backed off from that in recent months, but, um, yeah, this is not good. I don't have a lot more to say no, about this. I, just, yeah. I felt like I had to leave this headline in. Because no, I didn't. I, we need to talk about it because that war is the, it, it it's got, one of the greatest humanitarian crises on the planet, right? And, and I it mean, popped that off in Afghanistan, which we both are involved in. Yes, right. And it popped off big in 2017, where we were busy <sighs> talking about a lot of other social issues instead of this, and not being concerned right. about it. And it's upsetting to me, uh, but not as upsetting as if I had like a low humming in my ears all the time and could never fall asleep. Why don't you in tell us about term- that? An interim CIA report found that most cases of Havana syndrome were likely not caused by a hostile foreign power, but said that 24 cases of, of the mysterious ailment that affects U.S. diplomats remain unexplained. So if you recall, after this administration was put into power, um, the CIA was like, okay, we're actually going to take this seriously. Because uh, it's been going been on for own. almost like a decade now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, sort of been out there on the fringe, sort of been dismissed. We're actually going to look into it. Um, and see if we can figure out what's causing this. I don't know, man. This report feels unsatisfactory. Like, I don't know. Does it, does this make you be like, oh, there's something to see here? Or is no, this, this is like scary? when you take an antibodies test and you're like, unclear. Okay, so I'm not <laughs> like, do I have to go get another test? Like, yeah, I don't. I, I don't, it says nothing to me. It says there's they they can't answer. So this is like the UFO one. This is, this is what yeah, government exactly, reports right? fucking get you. That's what it is. I yeah, I, it, I, I think that there's something to it, like I I because it, it, otherwise it's like a mass hysteria. But it's mm. so specific. It's 
KGB derangement syndrome. Um, oh, I like that. KDS? <laughs> KGBDS? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's not KGB anymore, though, right? It's something uh, else. FSBDS. FSBDS. Oh, yeah. I could do this all day. Uh, the SC denied a request <laughs> from former PT to block the release of WH Records about the HSITCR. Okay. The Supreme Court denied a request by the former President Trump to block the release of White House records to the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot. Is a riot. The the House <laughs> panel investigating the Capitol Six riot subpoenaed Rudy Giuliani because Alan. We're a Rudy Giuliani-themed podcast. And three others, citing the promotion of unsupported claims, uh, unsupported claims of election fraud, and uh, efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. And then this one, this one was a big one in this sort of cluster of uh, J6 2020 election news. Judges granted, I'm going to need your help on this one. Judges granted a Georgia district attorney's request for a special grand jury to investigate alleged efforts to unlawfully alter the outcome of the 2020 elections. What is that specifically? Okay, so what's the so question there? If you recall, there was the phone call between oh, Trump yeah. and, and Rath. I just need 10,000 votes. 11,780. And I know you can, which is two more than what we have, which I don't understand <laughs> what that means. It, that By nature, it would have to be 11,780 or whatever number you said. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is being investigated. The The DA has asked for a special grand jury. So typically when a grand jury is convened, they are um, convened and they, they are they hear like a number of cases, not just one. So they hear. Oh, the, I was going to say, bring, what could be more special than a grand jury? <laughs> they can like they can hear like 20 different cases. Yeah, I mean, it's really gilding the lily once you have a special grand jury. So this this grand jury is specific to this case and only, only this case. This case. Okay. Yes. So that is all that they will they will hear, right. um, and try to see if they can uh, come up with an indictment um, for somebody in in um, reaction to what happened there. Um, is it that vague, or is that do you have to direct them for a specific indictment or not? Like you you do have to direct them to a specific indictment. Okay. Yes, they haven't. I don't think they've telegraphed what that is yet. Oh, but, okay. Um, so the whole thing with the the records request, we are seeing some stuff come out of that. Um, there was a whole. Um, uh, executive order that was never signed and never saw the light of day, but that we are now seeing, um, wherein the president was ordering the military to seize ballot boxes. Um, uh, we heard about that. We heard rumor that I think I even said on the show, I think that worst case scenario, I, I could see them seizing ballot boxes saying the election's off. We're going to stop it at where it is right now because there's some inconsistencies and we don't believe it. That, I mean, I, that's what I that. said. That's that, right. Is no, that... you did say that, but this is this is this is in writing an executive. Wait, it's order. about that. Yeah, there's there's an executive order that Dude, was I never so signed. Vindic- I just I'm gonna be walking on fucking titties all day tomorrow. Hell yeah, <laughs> walking wow. on titties. Show title. Um, <laughs> I'm walking on titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was actually it's in print a document that says that this was what we're gonna do. This is the executive wow. order to do that. Said it was never signed, loud, and it's un. It's unclear, like, how serious it was taken by anybody. Uh, is it's this just... somebody trying to get – they're like, hey, let's write this down. So, is that one of them uh, leakers that he was always trying to get exposed? Oh. Yeah. No, seriously. Is, is that – like, that's going to – it's a glowy, yeah. No idea. Uh, all we know is that there is a draft of this executive order um, that we can now see because of these – What does a draft of an executive order mean? Somebody typed it and left it on the typewriter and hadn't delivered it to get signed? 
It means that it was typed so up and it written. Was proposed by an aide, but not requested by the president. That's what it sounds it, like. It me. was never actually signed into into law. Okay. So right. ha- we don't know what level it got to, who uh-huh. saw it, et cetera, or how seriously it was taken, but it's, it's there regardless. Okay. Right. So a lot of other interesting stuff coming out of there. I, I think that, I mean, there is there is a, a time constraint here. Um, you know, if, if the Democrats lose uh, Congress, you know, the House or the Senate, probably a lot of these investigations don't really get anywhere from there. So they have, what, eight months, something like that, to kind of really put all this in a little bow, and we'll see what comes from it. You, you always point out that um, Buzz talks about what happened with the Nixon uh, yeah. with with that whole scandal. Once it was on TV and the average citizen saw the president lying or admitting to lies or, you know, admitting to truths that are unethical, like, you know, it, it, he, he won't, he won't be able to pull that off under a courtroom. He's a media guy, you know? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of interesting things coming up in the next uh, few months. So we'll yep. see where that goes. All right. So moving on to our COVID topics, uh, new CDC data found that people with a Pfizer or Moderna booster, yay, I got Moderna, yeah. uh, were, were 90% less likely to be hospitalized for Omicron. Now, remember than, when uh, I told that inmate that? And he's like, 91% have COVID. It's <laughs> like, fuck. Than unvaccinated people versus 57% for unboosted people over 180 days past a second dose. So this is a more official reporting on the preliminary, preliminary data we talked about last week? Yes. That's yeah, awesome it's... to get that confirmation on it. Okay, cool. It feels good. Yeah, yeah definitely. It does feel good. feels good on the whole. Uh, federal <laughs> Your judge. Poopy butthole. Yeah, my poopy. Uh, nobody gets the poopy butthole joke. Okay, my name of my, um, what, is, what is it? The, the name of my, Your hot spot. my Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi hotspot hot is Mr. Yeah. Poopy Butthole, all one word. And if you're ever looking for a Wi-Fi hotspot and you see me, look for me. I'll give you stickers. <laughs> Show stickers, not butthole right. stickers. The, uh, well, federal... You can use them however you like. We're yeah, sure. You can put them on your butthole. But if you do, <laughs> post it on the internet. You can because it's not nudity because you're covering your dirty brown skin. Hmm. Um, now I have more questions about why that skin's got a different color. But... <laughs> Because it's like the other skin you're not supposed to show on TV. Because if it's got a different color, you can't show it, right? Oh, like areolas? And dickheads. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's weird, right? It is weird. Uh, federal judge blocked enforcement Racist. of the melaninist. <laughs> a federal judge blocked enforcement of the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Wait, don't we talk about this every week, Alan? No, this is, this is different. Okay. Oh, so, so the one re- that I said, fuck you, you work for the government, you got to do it anyways, that got blocked? Yes. Oh shit, <laughs> dude! Has he got a he got one infrastructure deal, and they're like, "All right, that's enough." Yeah, no, no more for you. Yeah. Well, maybe they should come up with things that people are willing to agree with and have some victories. Like when you, uh, we worked a lot of retail. When you go to a new store, you find an easy victory, get that under your belt, have a little momentum on some stuff that you really are gonna. It's gonna be challenging, right? Yes, like everyone knows this. Like with a diet, you do this. Like with like right. anything, but they're just like, no, get an easy win to start. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, build no, on it. No, they're like, we have momentum. We barely won the Senate, and the election got postponed by like a week until we finally agreed to it. And then the other guy never conceded and had a riot. We've got momentum behind us. Let's go try to ask for everything. It's like, are you fucking like, what planet are you guys on? Like, just like be fucking reasonable. And most people will be happy that you're not the last government. But nope, you just you're showing us the full spectrum of failure that we get to experience in American politics. 
Can I make a prediction here? Yes. I think uh, Chief of Staff Ron McLean may not be long for this. Uh... I don't even know that. Many. He wrote the song about the Edmund Fitzgerald. No, no, he's, no that isn't. That's a different guy. He, he wrote uh, The Day the Music Died. Also a different guy. I don't think so. Don't, it's not, it's, isn't it John McLean, not Ron McLean? I don't. It sounds oh, like it? Ron in my head. Who sang the, 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 the Edmund Fitzgerald song? Well, wait, you're talking about the drinking whiskey and ride yeah. down by the... Chevy to the levees. Yeah. Hold up. Huh? I gotta look this up. All right. This is real important. Gotta find out more about it. Classic. Oh, there it is. Hey, somebody didn't get on that plane. They, like, flipped a coin to, to not be there. Don McLean. Don McLean. Don McLean. 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 Wait, who wasn't on the flight? Ron McLean. Don't stop it. Who wasn't on that flight? <laughs> Just search who who didn't get on the plane the day the music died. It's like it's um ch- ch- uh, the twist. Buddy ah. Holly? It's not Buddy Holly. He, he did not. Maybe it was Buddy Holly. Waylon Jennings? Really? Um, wasn't the only scheduled who escaped. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. Oh, and Richie Valance. That's probably oh, he died. Oh. Oh, Tommy Alsup and Richie Valance tossed a coin to see who would get to fly that. And night. Tommy Alsup, yeah, who was a member of Richie Valance's band, I guess. Oh shit! Okay, was Waylon Jennings going to be on that plane? Yeah. Oh, so okay, so there was a coin toss and another thing with a famous singer, right? And that's who I know. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I think a lot of people would have rather lost Waylon Jennings. I wouldn't, but oh. No, I like Waylon Jennings. Oh, Wait, you too. think okay. one Waylon Jennings would bring back all big boppers and valances and? Uh, oh, that's yeah. that's tough math. That's tough math. Huh? This is. A I'm real just gonna trolley. drink whiskey and rye and not think about it. Okay, so Ron McLean. Ron McLean. I feel like he's gonna be the fall Who guy. Who is this, this guy? Chief of Staff. How he's been president for exactly a year, and I've never heard of him. Never heard that oh, one I, once. Because you don't travel in the same circles as me. I feel like I should no. know the chief of staff. We knew every one of Trump's, which had many. <laughs> Even like before, in the, in the lead up to the election, Ron McClain was out. Like he was all over the place uh, on on media. Oh, so there's a reason why. News. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a, sort of the front man for. Is the, he boring the... or is he? What's his? No, he's not boring. Uh, oh. But I feel like he's going to be the fall guy for this. Does he deserve to? The last. The last six, eight months of this administration sort of an Does he deserve to? No, but that's not how that works. You, you Sometimes you're the fall guy because you're the fall guy. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. I don't think fire Kamala job. Harris. Oh, I don't think that'll happen. It's really not her fault. I, it's not. They should find a way to make her her fault and then fire No, but I, I've, I've definitely What a bad choice, right? Like, we had a whole spectrum of... De- like, Cory Booker would have been a good choice. Like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but they needed a woman. What a dumb I mean, they thing. Won. Like, what a stupid thing. Alan won. What a stupid what thing, though, to be like, I'm going to make sure that our next vice president is 50% of the population. Like, 50% of the potential candidates. I don't even think you're worthwhile. And I don't care. It has, like, I'm not biased to... I don't identify as uh, well. No, that's not true. Like, I don't. That's not coming up in this story. Is what I mean by that. Like, my identity is not. I. Why would I give a fuck? I think we need you to be our leaders and you to come out and say, "Hey, half of them don't matter to me." Is a dumb take. Like, that's limiting thinking. And I was like, by voting, I didn't vote for Biden, but by not voting for Trump, I was voting for somebody that wasn't a limiting thinking person. 
Like, I didn't need you to say that and telegraph that. Like, it probably wouldn't have changed anything. I, I don't, but I just, I, why do we have Kamala Harris as vice president? That's such a disappointment. I, I don't have Amy ex- Klobuchar over Kamala Harris. Oh, that wouldn't have, no. Would it? Would last. it have been much worse? What? Would it? They would, no, what would, about all those say, signature Kamala Harris? Like we wouldn't have been told not to she, come. They would have lost with Klobuchar. Oh, maybe ticket. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Austria's parliament approved a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for adults beginning February the first, the first of its kind in Europe. These um, Austrians so. love their order. <laughs> well, they like, they're good at economics. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is not in line with the politics that follow its economics. So. I know. Wow. I know. Um, so, yeah, so they're going to start with a, a sort of a, a minimum fine. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like 600 bucks. And then they're going to actually make you an appointment if you're not vaccinated. <laughs> Fuck. Are they going to drive you to it? No, no, but if Are you don't have armed them, guards gonna, that drive you to it, they're going to find you again. Oh, okay. And then ultimately, if you still refuse, they're going to find you upwards of like, I think it's like $6,000 or something Jesus. Um, to try and get people. So their, their country is around 72% vaccinated. Jesus and, Christ. And like, and do you get more than 72% effectiveness from the vaccine? So if 100% is effective, you still have the same breakthrough case rate. That's fucking like, that's like, I just thought of that. As I said the words, like there was no like thought this out. I'm going to say it like that. It was just like, hold on. These numbers match. Like that's <laughs> dumb thinking. Like that's as John McCain would say, how would you say something so dumb? <laughs> I feel like maybe we might need to add some of that to our, our exit, our outro. Already on the Although we have page. too much there already. already right? on the same page. It eventually gets too big and then we start yeah. over. Okay. All right. Got it. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, we are in a similar space mm-hmm. however 20 percent approximately of, of americans 20 21 percent just absolutely refuse now, to, to now be this vaccinated. being said if the people of austria want this fine be the country that fucking does that you know they strike me as the singapore of europe anyways so like you know people there i mean like this... they, there's trade-offs right people people are like all right well I uh, like if you lived in Singapore, you'd be like, well, I don't use drugs. I don't spit on the sidewalk anyways. I guess I'll deal with this fascism. Like it's like I've heard people say that. No chewing gum. Yeah. I've literally heard people be like, you know, this works with what my like outlook on life is. If I didn't feel this way, I'd find a way to not live here. But like, it's great for me. Like, yeah, I've heard that. Austria kind of strikes me as that of Europe. Well, I mean, this passed overwhelmingly within the parliament, 137 to 33. So it wasn't even close. Um, so clearly a, a majority of at least elected officials believe this is the right thing to do. For 33 them. is not nothing, though. Uh, that's a I problem, mean, like, long term. Like, that's a... But that's less than 20% of the people in parliament. I'm saying right? if you had twenty a 20% 40, minority that was very principally mad at you, I don't think you'd want that. It's less than, so, yeah. If you were building a house and there was, like, a 20% lump over there, you'd be like, this foundation sucks. Like, because everything moves forward from this, right? Like, I'm talking yeah, about... Yeah, but in our house, like, 51% is the, the lump. So. No, no, no. The one in... Uh, <laughs> I got you. But remember that building in San Francisco that's off by 40 inches? Uh, yes, yes. Well, we are way off task. Uh, the White House? We're having fun, though. Do you care about the fact that, like, those COVID tests that they promised us are literally going to finally arrive once, hopefully this is all in the past like like the, it's expensive and they should have done it earlier and then when they did do it it's unnecessary and i can't think of anything like 
in in a short term period of time that better summarizes why I don't like our government's ability to solve things like this than that. You gave me exactly what I wanted, exactly when I didn't need it, and I've been inconvenienced the entire time at an expense that you can never reimburse me for, and you'll tax me the whole time. I think that you might be surprised how many people you would get would get to agree with you in that point on the left. Yeah. Uh, there, there is there is significant criticism of this administration in. See, but that's the thing is like that's it's bigger than that. And stop saying like I don't like my team and keep thinking about teams. And this gets a lot better. But we all have to move to that. And I'm not saying I'm enlightened. I'm just saying like I think that type of thinking is really helpful. And you know, I mean, that's what we're doing here, right? Yeah, absolutely. But so. I mean, I've been talking about testing on this show since yeah. the inception of it, yeah. uh, and I've I've been critical of, of the lack of testing and the fact that really not all that much has changed at all between TFG and, and Biden. Um, yeah, it's just not working. It's just not working. Uh, and this is too little too late. Um, we are seeing, as the next uh, headline talks about, we are seeing sort of... Um, it feels like we've hit a peak and we're now coming down uh, from this Omicron spike, which is good news as long as, you know, there's <laughs> there's not a terrible variant around the corner that we have to worry about. You know, when they use that wave metaphor, I have to think about like a pool and like we're kind of we're in an enclosed space in the globe and we have multiple waves that are going out and like interacting with other multiple waves. So Omicron hits parts of Africa, parts of Europe, North America and Asia, and then those ripples spread out and interact with other ripples. And then you have places that don't have good vaccine coverage where you're more likely to see new variants come from because of higher case rates. And and that would be Eastern Europe and Mexico. And Omicron's leaving the U.S., hitting Mexico hard, hitting Eastern Europe hard. I think they're just going to have a fucking war over. But I think I fucking digressed into that same regard last week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's actually there's an op-ed in the New York Times today by uh, Ezekiel Emanuel, who I think people know who that is, and I don't so remember those the are, other. Those are two two Bible books. This is a fucking simulation. <laughs> he, he's a medical professional. He's okay. been pretty. Uh, My name is Matthew Luke. How are you? In, in the media, uh, they are criticizing China's uh, zero COVID policy and suggesting that their approach to especially dealing with this new variant is is absolutely not going to work and as a result is going to have a very negative impact on their economy and then because of the role china plays in the global economy is going to be uh, have a very negative impact globally on everybody's uh, uh, economic prosperity well because they're not going to have the boom they had last year where everyone in the u.s got stimulus checks and spent them on goods from china we already got our goods we're not going to yeah but when you have when you have a city of millions of people locked down because you have a couple of cases with with a variant like this that spreads so quickly and easily, yeah, it affects your through... ability for people to go to work at a minimum. Right, like, exactly. It's not so about deaths at this point. Yeah, and and their their vaccines, which they're they're only using their own vaccines in China. But, but that's a matter. Um, oh, they are not mRNA, right? Yeah, and they're not very effective against this new variant. Um, there's a lot of there's way more breakthrough cases than than with the the Pfizer and the mRNA. Uh, type vaccines. So um, the the op-ed, you know, states that this this is a really bad idea and probably not going to go well. With we have the Olympics starting there in a few weeks. Um, I don't know, man. It doesn't look good. Uh, well, in terms of having a global con- 
confluence of, uh, of, of nations. I think having it in a totalitarian country where they can control how many people are there and who goes where, uh, we're, we're, we're fortunate for that in terms of pandemic response. So thank our lucky stars on that one, Alan. Well, except that by by them being able to do that, they, they can just shut down way more than perhaps is needed. And it's going to affect the useful. supply chain issues that you're describing. Right, yeah. which is just going to exacerbate everything we've experienced for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, when goods don't cross nation cross borders armies do so ooh that's not my phrase it's quite a quote yeah okay so okay I think we ha- we have to at least address the fact that the, uh, the the garden parties happening at the prime minister's home which is also his office this is the White House in England this is in England we talked about it last week we talked about it the week before uh, but now it's starting to get a lot of traction on like the New York Times podcast and those types of things so it seems, seems like it's really coming to a head there's actual real inve- there's like a J6 type investigation happening there right yeah and this guy you know Boris has, has felt pretty Bojo. Seemed, he's seemed pretty bulletproof uh, politically uh, he's made plenty of gaffes and he done plenty of stupid things but then he just gets on tv and reads greek and people are like wow look at him yeah he's been caught lying multiple times just seems sort of invincible uh feels like maybe that invincibility is wearing off um yeah i think he's probably gonna go down for this but their governments turn over like it's they do that's 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 the parliamentary system it's almost refreshing to be like oh all right well it's not the end of me politically and you know those people come back too you know but no, by all means, be a fucking baby about losing an election. Just put the whole system in a fucking uproar. Fiverr, Fiverr, Pfizer, Pfizer launched a clinical trial of a version of its COVID-19 vaccine that targets the Omicron variant with initial results expected in months. So just in fucking time. Uh, yeah. You have uh, any thoughts on that or do you want to go to break? Uh, I think that's good. I think just real quick, there was a headline we sort of skipped. So what? average daily new new U.S. COVID-19 cases started to recede this week from a recent peak. Uh, the state's earliest hit by Omicron are driving the decline. If you look at the graphs. It's like is we were talking about like, with like the ripples and the waves. Yeah, we just didn't actually get to the oh. headline. So I wanted to make <laughs> Thank sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've it got actually looks, to say. <laughs> it actually looks like the tip of a spear. If you look at the graph, really? it is definitely coming Very down. Very sharp spike. Uh, and that's more yeah. defined than any any spike we've seen yet, right? Yes, yes. And, Some states are are better than others, but overall, this feels like a, a good thing. So, I, yeah, let's let's so go. If to you don't want to exhale yet, that's fine. But this is perhaps what the end of a pandemic looks like. Perhaps, perhaps. All right. No, we can't be happy. Yeah, I'm gonna get a beer. <laughs> yeah, All right. me too. See it. All right, drive safe. See you on the B side. is the b-side of our platter sports fans sports fans i'm singing just for you covered in sequins i think i got it in the canyons of your mind i will wander through your brain through the ventricles to the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Cross the mountains of your chest The rejoinder music is so lovely. Welcome back to the show, everybody. 
You're, you're breaking the fourth wall? I am. talk to the audience without me. <laughs> hey, Dustin, yeah. I have a question for okay. you. Okay, yes. I have, uh, I, I, I have answers. I don't know if it's to your questions, but... Do you know about the Hong Kong hamster massacre? Uh, if n- no, this sounds no. Well, was this like when the hamster like you know chews on an electric cord and you got to tell your little brother that he fell off the back of the sofa? No, like, no, no. Oh. So we were discussing before the half about advantages to uh, authoritarian government in the midst of a pandemic. Uh huh. Right. Um, oh, is this when Anthony this- Fauci killed all those dogs? No, oh, no. Right. So this is this is about China. This is actually in Hong Kong. Um, Hong Kong. Yeah. So a there, there was a, a bit of an outbreak of uh, coronavirus in Hong Kong, and the authorities had uh, uh, so so one of the people who got sick had a hamster, and the authorities had the hamster tested, and the hamster tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. And so the authorities believed that the hamster got the guy sick. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Now, so these these hamsters apparently imported from like Norway or some shit like oh, that. Oh, they're Western hamsters. They're Western hamsters. Yeah. So this is just cull... like how COVID came from uh, Western imported meat, right? Right. They had to Not cull all the open hamsters. storage bat pandle- pangolins. <laughs> they had to cull all the hamsters in Don't, Hong Kong. Cull sounds like such a charming word, right? They murdered twenty two hundred hamsters. No. So and, wait, did they, they make people, people volunteer? Wait, how did they get the hamsters from the people? They so were like, guys, were, we're going to have a hamster competition, which we're going to find the cutest hamsters in all of Hong Kong. So bring your hamsters down to the local mall, and we're going to have uh, the top ten hamsters will face off against each other in a hamster royale, like that. So and, essentially, what they did is they went to all the pet stores and killed all the hamsters that were, hadn't been sold yet, uh, and then they told the populace if you bought a hamster after. X date. You need to strangle you have to it in turn front of your, your kids. You have to turn your hamster in so we can kill it. And we'll find you if you don't do it because we'll go through the receipts yeah. eventually. Jesus. And so people are freaking out in Hong Kong. People are like Hong flying Kong. their dogs out of Hong Kong because they're worried it might go oh, up to like other pets oh, and shit. Oh, God. Okay, I don't like this story. It's not a good story. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, this just happened over the weekend. Oh. Um, oh, this makes me so angry at them. Wait, isn't China where they do that dog meat festival and it's not like a lie like i feel like when i first saw that i was like this feels xenophobic and then the more i get into it, it's like no they just do that not like they in china like this place does that Mm -hmm. and it's you know yeah i've seen some documentaries on that i wish i hadn't uh but it does seem to certainly be a a thing anyway so yeah hong kong's leader carrie lam said that she understood that pet owners were were we gonna get murdered for saying her name and that that on we can't uh, I uh, follow the likes of John Cena and LeBron James and say China is just all right with me. <laughs> she said she understood that pet owners were unhappy with the killings, unhappy, but said the biggest priority was controlling the outbreak. She um, is such a puppet, man. Oh, yeah, she's that's, so, that's so sad. Yeah, it sucks. All right. Um, anyways, so all right. That well, story. we are back with economics news. Uh, do I, can I go first? I read that last one. You can go first. Well, I did Hong Kong. Hong Kong. The Senate Judiciary Committee advanced the American Innovation and Choice Online Act to the Senate floor, seeking to keep large technology platforms from favoring their own products. 
fucking Christ. So this is basically as marketplaces go from being like a a retail store, uh, like a department store, and then they have an in-house brand and they make an end cap or cashier impulse sale items that are their in-house brand that they make marginally more on moron what a moron the 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 those transactions when done through a technology platform are antitrust and oh actually that's worth remembering because these types of things that they're talking about doing in this in this judiciary committee are the things that they do under the guise of antitrust but antitrust is like out the window on here antitrust allen is what uh, it's when you have uh, two, uh, you, you have too much of a market share to have a competitive capitalist and, environment. And at some point, the big fear is now that they have control over everything, they're gonna, there's gonna be the point because they, how do they get control of everything by undercutting prices, right? Mm-hmm. And then their competitors go out of business, and then, well, we actually never know. And then, because before we ever get to, and then the government says, "No, nope, antitrust, you're out of here." Now, I'm not saying that I want those places like Standard Oil and everything that was going on to have continued. However, we really don't have the point where they th- told us was going to happen, where it was. Now we've doubled the prices on you. That, in the most part, doesn't happen because guess what? Like people still don't want to. Like you, you can't, you can't shear. The, the point is to shear the sheep, not to skin it, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, so, so, and like perhaps in the 1860s, they're like, nope, don't fucking care. But like these, these people have legacies that they're trying to start selfishly. And I have a lot of ethical, like separate discussions to have about that. But just what I described about an end cap at Staples with the Staples brand product, because they make a higher margin on those transactions than the exact same other brand is not unethical or wrong. But, but Elizabeth Warren wants to not even use the guise of antitrust and this fear of jacking up price, just saying like, well, it's it's wrong that they're doing that. And this is a total test pilot for other programs because they've even said they're going to use the same thing with grocery stores and meatpacking and places that they don't see the proper competition on. But, you know, if you listen to our interview on Wednesday, they have a improper flow of the information stream that should give you an opinion on the outlook on the world. I mean, so so in your Staples um, example, hypothetically, like who, I've never hypothetically, who do you think has more power, uh, Hewlett Packard or Staples? Well, making in nine, cartridge? two thousand in two thousand six, yeah, Hewlett Packard, of course, yeah, of course, maybe not still now. Like, <laughs> no, I still think so. Okay, they did um, lose that basketball arena. There, there are there are other parts of I believe it is this bill, uh, which are aiming to increase uh, domestic like chip production um, investing in things like that and um, i think that's a good thing um perhaps that can be separated from the other parts that aren't so good here wasn't there something uh, said on the senate where they're like well what if we made carve outs for like these exceptions and as they like started looking at it they're like well if we make any carve outs at all then we're basically saying that we're like just targeting these tech companies and like they're like okay well I guess we can't make any carve outs then. And it's like, well, like, it sounds like you failed a proof there. Like if this was math, you just said like, that doesn't like ethically align. And then you're like, "Ah, my constituents, Um, you know, like, yeah, definitely. I think this relates to another headline, which I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, Intel and 
Intel unveiled plans to invest $20 billion into an Ohio-based, where you are, Dustin, fucking um, chip-making site seeking to build the largest silicon manufacturing location on the planet. Dude, that's like Ready Player um, One. They're in fucking Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> right. Uh, but so I, I think that that's, those things are sort of connected, and I think that that is a good thing that we get more domestic production. Right, but we don't Most have to do our... that by, like, you know, strategically sure, sure. attacking. Most of our... Most of our chips, our semiconductor chips, come from Taiwan. Uh-huh. Um, which Just in may... case they're not available soon. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of saber rattling by China towards Taiwan. So that's concerning. Which uh, I, mean, I they... keep forgetting to bring up when we talk about Ukraine. Like, like um, the world situation. The world, and the world knows, like, look, we're not looking to do all the shit that we we got all that shit out of us in the early 20s. Like, you know, we're into the 2020s now and we're not going into other countries anymore. And, you know, we, I'm, I'm happy with that, but I really don't wish that we had made all the promises. Our ego wrote checks. Our body can't cash. <laughs> yeah. We, there's some, definitely some vulnerabilities there. Uh, Taiwan and Ukraine being, I think front and center currently. We are becoming right. a Top Gun themed podcast. <laughs> it was uh, inverted diplomacy. I'm okay with uh, that. That's a show title. <laughs> All right, you want to hit the next headline? Yeah. I kind of went out of order there. So. Uh, all three UX stock indices posted the worst week since 2020 last week. <laughs> Jesus, I missed all of this. Hold on. Uh, listeners, we're finding this out together, maybe. Uh, the NAD, the NAD, the, the NADSAC. <laughs> the NADSAC. Yeah. Okay. It Oh, it dropped. The triple Qs. Oh yes. man, the Nat the NADSAC dropped eight percent. The S and PPs five hundred. Uh, it slid by six percent, Alan. And you're never mm. gonna believe it, but the Dow fell by six percent. Yeah, not such a great week for the stock markets. No, uh, they're um, crypto. Them them. Well, uh, the BTCs are down to thirty six. Time to buy again. Yes, I saw buy the dip, um, and then huddle. Um, the I think the the markets are a little concerned about what's going to happen with the Fed. Um, they're seeing rising interest rates. They're seeing uh, continued supply chain issues causing lower profits. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're in for a bit of a ride here uh, over the next couple of months as we as the Fed starts to do what they do. And, and then we'll see where it goes from there. If If they can get a handle on inflation and sort of steady things out. Uh-huh. I guess Connor would say that's probably not going to happen, but um, if they can, I mean, it might uh, happen by chance. Yeah, like it might happen ideal. by good steering of this ship that you shouldn't be fucking driving. Like, yeah, <laughs> you might be able to ride the sandworm, but like, you also, you Ooh. know, shouldn't be doing this. Like, you know, you're not skilled at sandworm riding. Um, <laughs> nobody is, though. Is the point? Nobody is. So I have a question for you. Impromptu, just asking questions, Alan. Oh, okay. Uh, so hypothetically, say like the our roles were reversed, and I were the one that said, "No, I don't really think that this inflation we're starting to see about a year ago is anything to be worried about." <laughs> would uh, you be reminding me that right now, or would you let it go? I would totally let it go. Really? No, you can you can remind me. But I don't, would I don't you? Mind. No, I'm asking this about you. 
I would. I might bring it up. I might bring it up. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, like yeah. every other time, not every time. Like, right? yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty, I this is kind of what I do. All right, cool. I wouldn't lean into it too hard, yeah. but I, I probably would poke a little bit. Sure. I mean, is you got to take your victories, right? Because like after two thousand eight, yeah. they're like, well, it worked, and I'm like, I don't think this is working. <laughs> I don't know when this bomb's gonna blow up. <laughs> okay, uh, your your turn. So Microsoft announced a sixty nine billion. Nice, nice. Is that the only I'll reason ca- you put it in there? <laughs> I love these headlines all, so much more when I don't read them until I see them. <laughs> all cash deal to buy video game maker Activision. Straight cash, marking, homie. Marking its largest acquisition ever, huh. followed by its $26 billion purchase of LinkedIn in 2016. Oh. Activision is so fucking old of a video game yeah. company. Yeah, like, they're not relevant. Legacy. Yeah. I mean, they make some shit that's still like relevant. But um, I don't know. There was a whole... Uh, uh, well, they're trying to There's... compete with fork knife right <laughs> yes fork knife no there was a whole um i think new york times maybe did a podcast about saying you know is this microsoft's attempt to sort of get in on the metaverse eh, i don't know i don't think so i think they just saw a gaming company that they could oh did microsoft not make, make that statement because i have that opinion because i only heard any reporting on this from the new york times did my, what what statement? The that it's I I thought it was their attempt to have the infrastructure. To, yeah, wait, they don't need help building a metaverse. They have Microsoft. Yeah, they already have Xbox. They already have. Why would that. buying a gaming system give them a, ga- gaming, a gaming com- pla- uh, company? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they do. Doesn't Activision that just bring does... liability and debt? No, act- Activision actually has some some decent titles, and they're yeah. they're making. Are they money. on the upswing? Yeah, I think so. Um, and Microsoft's just doing whatever it can to compete with, you know, the Google. Yeah, but Microsoft did the Zune. Every time they do anything, I'm like, is this a Zune? <laughs> this is true. Right. This is true. They they did the Zune the same time the iPod came out. I bought two right? Zunes. I had a Zune. Yeah, like in a row, Shitty not like product. at the same time. Yeah. You had to like terrible. dial it to do anything. Oh, God, or was, was that an iPod? iPod had the dial. Oh. I don't care for that either. That was in the hindsight. That was fun, but not, not preference. Once you got used to it, though, you can almost do it reflexively. If you picked up anything, and that's why it caught on, right? That's why we're doing dials on everything these days. Uh, <laughs> we're not. Can we get into science? Let's. That big spaceship telescope finally made it to its destination, it precisely one million miles away from Earth. That's actually not true. It has this. I can't remember the type of orbit's name, but it it is in an orbit of a fixed location in space, which obviously is not a fixed location. Everything in space is traveling through the, the universe, but the uh, it's location that it's supposed to stay put at actually does a slight orbit and it has like a median acceptable range of where it's at. Yeah. So like for satellites, we call that geosynchronous. Whoa. So like they can stay in, in place as a, <laughs> but I don't know the word for what it is, but yes, yeah. it is It is basically in a fixed location. It's, it's a it's, name it's... that none of us should know because it's only to do with things that get shot into space and then spin around in that spot. doesn't right. come up I mean, a lot. Yeah. The, the I cool mean, at parties is... sometimes, but you know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, the cool thing is, so the, the mirrors, all the mirror pieces all unfolded and worked properly. Yeah. We had the sun shield unfold a week or two ago. Now the mirrors have unfolded. Now it's almost it's in place. The boots and the fur. <laughs> the boots and the fur. Everybody's looking at her. Um, so this is good, man. Like we should be seeing um, 
pictures from this thing as early as June, which is, you know, cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, I got a picture from you. It's way far back in space. I sent it to you. You'll get it in June. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like that's like that sentence came out, well, and it's not like I've got an idea, man. We're gonna sh-. like I like that's reality. Like well, okay, but okay. Does anything else say I was born in 1982 though? Than that, like a lot of people listening to this are like, yeah, man. Like yeah, no, this is new. Okay, but but let's blow your mind a little bit more. All right. So yes, we're gonna get a picture in June, but that picture is like 30. That's what I'm talking about. Billion years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that light is thirty billion 14, years old. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure the number All stops right. at about fourteen, but I could be wrong. Um, let's get into media and what we've been consuming. All right. I I've been watching Archive eighty one on Netflix. I wanted to watch that. Is that a series? It's a series. Okay. How many um, how many episodes is it going to be? Like ten? It's eight. It's eight episodes. I kind of like these less than eight episodes. It's like, all right, I can fucking deal with that. Don't give me thirteen or something. <laughs> yeah, eight. Eight's good. It's a good number. It's enough. Uh, some would say. It, oh, some would. Um, what you talking about, Willis? So the show, my my initial impression was like it's a found footage like horror type show. Like a and I'm okay. And I'm not really that into found footage horror. Are you type. bringing another one of your bad movies to the show? No, 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 no. Hold oh, on, hold okay. on. Wait, wait for it. All right. Sorry. Uh, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll watch it. Like right. some friends told me I'd probably like it, right. and so I was like, okay, I'll check it. Alan out. Alan has friends. Brag. <laughs> Anyways, so first of all, there's a podcaster in it, and I was like, are you guys just saying I'd like this because there's a fucking podcaster in it? Because fuck you. Uh, but I, no, I don't think that was the case. Okay. All right. I don't. Th- I, think that was I am triggered how much we get attacked. I identify as a podcaster and do not appreciate this. I carry that shame with me, okay? Yeah, yeah. But it's um yeah. anyways, it, it it changes sort of like episode by episode it, it feels like it goes from horror to suspense to thriller to whatever. Mm, like it's not okay. always the same. All right. Well I kinda um, like that. I kinda like that actually. That reminds me of something I'm gonna talk about. It reminds me a little bit I I doubt anybody listening knows this reference, but have you ever read the Griffin and Sabine? Yeah, of course. I, it's in my back. Uh, I never travel without it. It's in my, <laughs> I came here to Ohio with it. So you'd, you've never read it then, I don't right? know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, there is a sort of otherworldly experience here happening where people are, it almost feels, and it's not clear yet. I'm like five is and a half Is it Sabine? The Griffin and the Sabine? Like a wolf? No, Sabine. It's a, it's a, it's a man and a woman's name. Oh, okay. It's from like, like 20 years ago. Merv it's Griffin? almost like a graphic novel. G-R-Y-P-H-O-N. Oh, that's not Merv Griffin. No, no. Okay. Anyways, um, listeners, if you know what that is, it, it kind of, it sort of, it's a similar type story. Anyways, I, I'm liking it so far. It's, I, I'm not sure where it's going. I have no idea. I don't um, like shows that don't tell me that. How far are you in this? I am almost done with the sixth episode, so I have like two and a half. You're on the sixth episode, and you don't know where the show is going. Dude, it is. It's it's interesting, but it's kind of all over the place. Okay, I don't. I'm not gonna like that, Alan. I'm I'm usually let's say very sleepy when I'm watching TV shows. I I can't have it not tell me a fucking story, man. Like it bounces back and forth. Is it like talking to a six year old? No, it's not like that. It's not like that. It bounces back and forth between timelines, um, and there is some combination of timelines. I, I like that storytelling technique that's used often now. Mm-hmm. It's lost its nostalgia, and it's st- or it's lost its um, newness, and it's still 
it still it still works. I think it's reflective of how we try not to see things linearly anymore. So uh, it's nice mm-hmm. to see. That. I agree with that. Yeah. So I, I I like it. It's not as good as Station Eleven. Okay. Um, well, but it's, yeah. Station Eleven might be like just above my tolerance. Like I liked it. I I really appreciated its artistic attempt. But right. I, I I I I agree with you about its storytelling. But it just I think I wanted something just a little different than that. But well, the only the only thing you might like about this is there is some like real suspenseful moments that there isn't a lot of in Station Eleven. Is it's the more horror, exciting. Is the horror too like uh, scary horror? Like, I, I, is it like what kind of horror is it? No, it's not. I mean, I mean, there's a bit of a jump scare, but not not too much, and it's definitely not gore. Okay. Yeah. So is it like a suspenseful horror? Yeah. Okay. More like that. All right. Yeah. Is it Music's monster? Good. Is it like Acting's monster good. or what? I'm sorry. Is it like a monster? Oh, that's unclear. I'm not going to do this, Alan, because I have to commit eight hours. <laughs> Watch like the first three episodes. That's three No, hours. I mean, I know that you always, everyone always says that, but it's like, like, I'm going to stop. Like, I'm going to do three and be like, well, no, I will like tell starting you starting a bug bite. It was compelling enough that I watched like the first three episodes in one day, like once, one sitting. Okay. All right. All right. I'll give it a try. I'm not going to keep arguing about your movie. Okay. I watched, uh, I started to watch Search Party season five. It's very fun. I can't believe that season five happened. Like at the end of season four of Search Party, it's on HBO. Uh, Is that the porn show? No. Oh, okay. Season one was about a girl who goes missing and a group of people who aren't really her friends, but are kind of like pretending to be like caught up in the moment of this like girl from high school that went missing that like something like that. I don't know this show at all. Uh, you should definitely watch search party. Okay. Highly recommend it. It's five uh, seasons in. It, it has biting social commentary. Um, I like that. I, I, the characters are fun. The actors are great. Um, I, so it goes from season one being about a missing person and like, a a true crime story. Season two becomes without spoiling anything more of like, a new criminal problem um, and then into like a different type of abduction. Uh, it you, They keep reinventing the way that the story is going every season as you're kind of like, well, you wrapped it up, right? Like it, they don't quite do a cliffhanger. They kind of like resolve it. And then when the season comes back, you're like, why am I going to care? And you're like, wow, okay. I don't know how you did this, but like shows don't last. So forever, it's like it's right? like Liam Neeson, where his daughter keeps getting kidnapped in every movie. Except if the next time they're like, this one's going to be an action. Uh, sorry, this one's going to be like a romantic comedy, not with his daughter, but like her and her new boyfriend. <laughs> right. Like they okay. totally changed the way the storytelling or the story, what the okay. focus is. The, yeah. The narrative. And yeah. and but it's congruent somehow. And you're like, like shows have a lifespan. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is actually coming up on being 20 years old. It's just insane for a situation comedy, like just completely unheard of. And it's still the same thing every week, basically. But usually like things have to like evolve. Like you too, the band went through like phases, right? So that like, like, otherwise like things just go away. (laughs) You too was your best example. I don't know. Like, like they, like (laughs) things just go away. They have a lifespan, right? But this show show up on your iPhone, this show has chosen to do what you too did and become like more of a pop, band in the mm-hmm. 90s and 2000s and and but like it's not bothersome and every time they okay. change you're like 
okay, we'll do this now. And it's not super dramatic, but like in hindsight, you're like, oh, it was that now. And the whole time you're like, "Ah, all right, you know what? You got me. But until you disappoint, keep trying. And this one is totally different than season four because it had to be because it was fucking done. Like the story was done. But like, yeah, it's, it's, I will check that out. Until they fail at doing that, it's, it's, it's worth trying. And what platform again? HBO. HBO? You're going to like it. Uh, right. I also watched Peacemaker on HBO too, which takes place. That's right... That's a DC one, right? Yeah, it takes place right after the last Suicide Squad movie with the Sylvester Stallone Shark Man. Um, it's really yeah. good um, so far. My only uh, comment on it is there's a part where someone's like showing pictures on their phone, and all of a sudden it's a picture of a vagina, and it's like got a like that like splotchy bush, you know, like when girls are like, "I'm being natural," and you're like, "All right, that's cool," but like you look like like a 20 year old's neck beard. Like, oh, well, you know how like that weird splotchy vagina. No, I, hair I'm aware. Yeah. Isn't that weird that it's like the same thing <laughs> when it's like, dude, you shouldn't be trying to grow a mustache. It's like the same fucking thing. It's kind of the same. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. Uh, yeah, that happens in that. And it's on the show. Like, you know, if you want to see it, Alan, you can you can pause it. If you're a 15 year old listening to None Taken, <laughs> go uh, get your dad's uh, HBO account. Pause it on like episode two. Oh no, we're corrupting yeah. the youth now. Yeah. That's the only way they're gonna find a vagina. Can you believe we had to do that? We had to like watch <laughs> Forrest Gump and pause the tape when Jenny shows her boobs. Jenny. Jedi. What a <laughs> life, man. The internet changed everything. It really did. Everything. I listed it all. Pornography. That's all of it. That's life. Oh, guess what's up, Alan? You listed all Oh, it's Teddy Time. <laughs> it's teddy Time, dog. All right. <laughs> I'm so excited about these ones. Let me uh, me unhighlight. I got to brace myself. All right. So I'll do one at a time for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Can you see it when I do that? No. Do I have to set it up again or we? Oh, yeah. Can you? Okay. So this is the part of the show where I have three quotes to select from. Uh, Two are by noted author Noam Chomsky. One by other noted author slash terrorist Ted Krasinski. (laughs) Well, you know what they say, one man's terrorist is another man's uh, philosopher. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Okay. And then I try to determine. Oh, treasure. I read each quote and I try to determine which one is Teddy. Yes. And these are long quotes. Well, you asked for long quotes, Alan. Well, you gave me like a sentence. That is an honest state of points. Well, sadly, when these people make sentences, they're very long. So I gave you two sentences each. Okay, three. Okay. Here we go. All All right. Quote number one. All of us in modern society are hemmed in by a dense network of rules and regulations. We are at the mercy of large organizations such as corporations, governments, labor unions, universities, churches, and political parties, and consequently, we are powerless. As a result, there is widespread frustration, which leads to an impulse to rebel. And this is where the system, capital S, plays its neatest trick. Through a brilliant, a brilliant slate of hand, it turns rebellion to its own advantage. I feel like you're fucking with me with that one because the system is capitalized and he likes to do that. I, I right. know when you said that, I was like, shit, do the other ones have system? I didn't know <laughs> if one had system or not. So I'm at right. luck of the draw on this one. One said system. You got a clue. All right, but but as is proven, I can also make all system quotes because Chomsky says it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quote number two. Now. It has long been understood very well that a society that is based on this principle will destroy itself in time. 
It can only persist with whatever suffering and injustice that it entails, as long as it is possible to pretend that the destructive forces that humans create are limited, that the world is an infinite resource, that the world is an infinite garbage can. At this stage of history, either one of two things is possible. I like that the world is an infinite garbage can. I think I'm going to get that tattooed on me. <laughs> Um, but you're gonna, but you're gonna run. You might maybe find out who's quoted this first. Yeah, I probably yeah, should yeah. figure out. Yeah. Hey, that's a yeah, great maybe. quote. Who said that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Quote number three. The question is whether privileged elite should dominate mass communication and should use this power as they tell us they must, namely to impose necessary illusions, to manipulate and deceive the stupid majority and remove them from the public arena. The question in brief is whether democracy and freedom are values to be preserved or threats to be avoided. Holy shit. That's definitely Chomsky. Um, I think. All right. So I'm going to say that last one's Chomsky. That definitely sounds like Chomsky. Uh, so now I have the system problem and the world's an infinite garbage can. Uh, Society destroy itself in time. I'm going to be so upset if if the third one is <laughs> Kaczynski. Um, okay. Make a decision. So is the system, is that a, are you playing with me there? Or is that, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with number one as, as Kaczynski. I don't know. I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm going to take the bait. I'm guessing it's bait, but I'm going to take it. Alan's been a long time. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I gave you an easy one. You did. I didn't do that on kind purpose. Of, I didn't but but purpose. it was kind of a trick play. I wasn't sure if it was. Yeah, a trick I know play, you, you know? can't be confident with it. You know <laughs> right. what? I, you know what I thought when I was listening to him this week is uh, first of all, I'm sorry yeah. it was so long, but I. Do you remember? I, it was either last week or the week before. I told that story about how I was at SeaWorld as a kid, and I was like, nobody could really stop me from jumping in the tank. Like, <laughs> yes. is is the only difference between Noam Chomsky and Ted Kaczynski that like? self-control mechanism like he's like no one's gonna stop me from mailing these bombs <laughs> like, yeah i might as well mail these bombs like that's like that, he's very similar writing like as proven through our case study of our Alan. teddy time yes it's, it's favored two to one and you're still like can't i don't know it's a crapshoot bud <laughs> <laughs> you know what you might be right about that we'll, we'll find out at the end some, if you have 60 percent over time which some form on. of impulse control that that tk was lacking yes, perhaps yes and I'll just i don't have a quote so we're gonna I'll go out on that one spread the new york times across a basketball court and that'll be the one video of uh noam chomsky <laughs> i remember for the rest of my life all right, man. Well, that was a lot of fun, and I got that was a lot of fun. It's even later than usual because I'm in Ohio, and it's in the future. Ohio, the future. I know. Ohio is the future. Drive safe. God, I hope not. Uh, Cheers. Well, hey, you know what? Ohio is good for yeah uh, losing football teams. Also, chip manufacturers. Oh, I'm sorry, Archaic Werewolf. If you heard that, I'm sorry about your team losing. Okay, God bless. Cheers. Drive safe. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. <laughs> Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. Now this is podcasting.